everyone. Well, we left last episode in the middle of a chapter, so we're just gonna move from there. Well, they dropped back into the maze after just having a tour of the ranch, let's say. So, I think, well, the trouble awaits as usual, and let's see what happens next. They're about to find Hephaestus' forge using that metallic spider stuff. And, well, yeah, but isn't so thrilled about that. Let's end on that. I wish I could have put the mechanical spider on a leash. It scuttled along the tunnel so fast that most of the time I couldn't even see it. If it hadn't been for Tyson's and Grover's excellent hearing, we never would have known which way it was going. We ran down the marble tunnel, then dashed to the left and almost fell into an abyss. Tyson grabbed me and hauled me back before I could fall. The tunnel continued in front of us, but there was no floor for about 30 meters, just gaping darkness and a series of iron drunks in the ceiling. The mechanical spider was about halfway across, swinging from bar to bar by shooting out metal web fiber. Monkey bars, Annabeth said, I'm great at these. She leapt into the first run and started swinging her way across. She was scared of tiny spiders, but not plummeting to her death from a set of monkey bars. Go figure. Amber got to the opposite side and ran after the spider. I followed. When I got across, I looked back and saw Tyson giving Grover a piggyback ride. Or was it a goatee back ride? <laughs> oh my god. The big guy made it across on three swings, which was a good thing since just as he landed, the last iron bar ripped free under his wing. We kept moving and passed a skeleton crumpled in the tunnel. It wore the remains of a dress shirt, trousers, and a tie. The spider didn't slow down. I slipped in a pile of wood scraps, but when I shone a light on them, I realized they were pencils. Hundreds of them, all broken in half. The tunnel opened up into a large room. A blazing light hit us. Once my eyes adjusted, the first thing I noticed were the skeletons. Dozens littered on the floor around us. Some were old and bleached white. Others were more recent and a lot grosser. They didn't smell quite as bad as Garyon's stables, but almost. Then I saw the monster. She stood on a glittery dais on the other on the opposite side of the room. She had the body of a huge lion and the head of a woman. I mean, don't you guys think that this book is filled with half half creatures like these? I mean Come on, the start of a genus, and then, and then the Kempe, and now we got this Sphinx type of creature. Yes, I think it's a Sphinx. She would have been pretty, but her hair was tied back in a tight bun, and she wore too much makeup. So, so she kind of reminded me of my third grade car teacher. She had a blue ribbon badge pinned to a chest that took me a moment to read. This monster has been rated exemplary. Tyson whimpered, Sphinx. I knew exactly why he was scared. When he was small, Tyson had been attacked by Sphinx in New York. He still had the scores on his back to prove it. Spotlights blazed on the other side of the creature. 
The only exit was a tunnel right behind the dais. The mechanical spider scuttled between the sphinx pose and disappeared. Annabeth started forward, but the sphinx roared, showing fangs in her otherwise human face. Bars came down on both tunnel exits, behind us and in front of us. Immediately, the monster's snarl turned into a brilliant smile. Welcome, lucky contestants, she announced. Get ready to play. Answer that riddle. Can't Applause bleated from the ceiling as if there were invisible loudspeakers. Spotlights swept across the room and reflected up the dais, showing disco glitter over the skeletons on the floor. Fabulous prizes. Pass the test and you get to advance. Bale and I get to eat you. Who will be our contestant? Albert grabbed my arm. I've got this, she whispered. I don't know what she's going to ask. I don't argue too hard. I didn't want to know about getting devoured by a monster, but I figured if the Sphinx were going to ask riddles, Annabeth was the best one of us to try. She stepped forward on the contestant's podium, which had a skeleton in a school uniform hunched over it. She pushed the skeleton out of the way and it clattered to the floor. Sorry, Annabeth told her. Welcome, Annabeth Chase, the monster cried, though Annabeth hadn't said her name. Are you ready for your test? Yes. Ask your riddle. Twenty riddles, actually. The Sphinx said gleefully. Mm, it looks like a rhyme. It was an end right. Cool. Okay. Albert said, what? But back in the old days, Oh, we raised the standards to pass. You must show proficiency in all 20. Isn't that great? Applause switched on and off like there was somebody turning off a faucet. Annabeth glanced at me nervously. I gave her an encouraging nod. Okay, she told the Sphinx. I'm ready. A drum roll sounded from above. The Sphinx's eyes glittered with excitement. What is the capital of Bulgaria? Annabeth frowned. Terrible moment. I thought she was stumped. Sophia, she said, but correct. More canned applause. The sphinx smiled so wide her fangs showed. Please be sure to mark your answer clearly on your test sheet with a 2B pencil. What? Annabeth looked mystified that a test booklet appeared at the podium in front of her along with the sharpened pencil. Make sure you bubble each answer clearly and stay inside the circle, the Sphinx said. If you have to erase, erase completely or the machine will not be able to read your answers. What machine? Annabeth asked. The Sphinx pointed with her paw. Over by the spotlight was a bronze box with a bunch of gears and levers like a big Greek letter H, Eta, on the other side, the mark of Hephaestus. Now, said the Sphinx, next question. Wait a second, I'm protested. What about what works at four legs in the morning? I beg your pardon? The Sphinx said, clearly annoyed now. The real about man. He walks on four legs in the morning like a baby, two legs in the afternoon like an adult, and three legs in the evening like an old man with a cane. That's the riddle you used to ask. 
exactly why we changed the test. The Sphinx exclaimed. You already knew the answer. Now, second question. Where is the square root of 16? Four, Annabeth said, but correct. Which U.S. president signed the Emancipa Emancipation Proclamation? Abraham Lincoln, but correct. Riddle number four, how much? Hold up, Annabeth shouted. I wanted to tell her to stop complaining. She was doing great. She could just answer the question so we could leave. These are riddles, Annabeth said. What do you mean? The Sphinx snapped. Of course they are. These test material is specially designed. These are just a bunch of dumb, random facts. Annabeth insisted the riddles are supposed to make you think. Think? The Sphinx frowned. How am I supposed to test whether you can think? That's ridiculous. Now, how much force is required? Stop. Annabeth insisted. This is a stupid test. Um, Annabeth? Grover cut nervously. Maybe you should just, you know, finish first and complain later. I'm a child of Athena. She insisted, and this is an insult to my intelligence. I won't answer these questions. Part of me was impressed with her for standing up like that, but part of me thought her pride was going to get us all killed. The spotlights glared. Sphinx eyes glittered pure black. By then, my dear, the monster said calmly, if you won't pass, you fail. And since we cannot allow any, any children to be held back, you'll be eaten. The Sphinx bared her claws, which gleamed like stainless steel. She pounced at the podium. No, Tyson charged. He hates when people threaten Annabeth, but I couldn't believe he was being so brave, especially since he'd had such a bad experience with the Sphinx before. He tackled the Sphinx midair and they crashed sideways into a pile of bones. This gave Annabeth just enough time to gather her wits and draw her knife. Tyson got up, his shirt clawed to shreds. The Sphinx growled, looking for an opening. I drew An I drew riptide and stepped in front of Annabeth. Turn visible, I told her. I can't fight! No! I yelled. The Sphinx is after you. Let us get it. As if to prove my point, the Sphinx knocked Tyson aside and tried to charge past me. Grover poked her in the eye and so with somebody's leg bone. She screeched in pain. Annabeth put on her cap and vanished. The Sphinx pounced right where she'd been standing but came up with empty paws. Not fair! Cheater! The Sphinx wailed. With Annabeth no longer inside, the Sphinx turned on to me. I raised my sword, but before I could strike, Tyson ripped the monster's grating machine out of the floor and threw it at the monster's head, ruining her hairband. It landed in pieces all around her. My grating machine, she cried. I can't be exemplary without my test scores. The boys lifted from the exits. We all dashed to the far tunnel. I could only hope Annabeth was doing the same. The Sphinx started to follow, but Grover raised his reed pipes and began to play. Suddenly the pencils remembered they used to be pots of trees. They collected around the Sphinx's paws, grew roots and branches, and began wrapping around the monster's legs. The Sphinx ripped through them, but it brought us just enough time. Tyson pulled Grover into the tunnel, and the boys slammed shut behind us.
Annabelle? I yelled. Here, she said right next to me. Keep moving. We ran through the dark tunnels, listening to the roar of the sphinx behind us as she complained about all the tests she would have to grade by hand.